Edwards Life Sciences would like to express our gratitude for all those on the front lines of responding to this fluid situation with COVID-19. We appreciate the strong leadership and dedication of healthcare providers to patients around the world, and we express our care and concern for you during this challenging time. You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio from the front. Today, Roxana Mehran speaks with Miguel Martillo in New York City. Hello, my name is Roxana Moran from Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. And uh, we're uh, coming to you on Rock's Heart Radio with, uh, 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 from the front uh, in, the, uh, in the battle against the pandemic, the unprecedented pandemic of COVID. And really, uh, we're very, very pleased and proud to have one of my friends and colleagues uh, on this podcast today, Dr. Miguel Martillo. Uh, he's assistant professor of surgery and intensivist in our cardiac intensive care unit at the ICAM at Mount Sinai Hospital main campus on the Upper East Side of New York City, the the epicenter of the epicenter. Um, Miguel, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the invite. Um, so, Miguel, you are. I've I've I have had the pleasure of being in the intensive care unit with you. I'm always so impressed about how you bring the whole team together. But these are unprecedented times. Tell us, give us a snapshot of what's going on. I know you just came off a 12-hour shift in, uh, in the unit. Tell us what, what, what your day was like yesterday. Yeah, so, um, you know, I feel uh, very proud of the institution where I work. I think that this unprecedented uh, like time that we are living has made us come together. And it's been a beautiful, it's been beautiful to see how doctors from every single specialty and nurses have come along and put all their heart in working hard for the, during this time. So, how, what is happening, um, I usually work in the cardiac intensive care unit, as you mentioned, uh, which is completely transformed into a COVID ICU. Um, and uh, my team uh, is, um, I have fellows from cardiology, fellows from, uh, who are doing advanced cardiology training, such as interventional cardiology, electrophysiology, uh, uh, general cardiology. I have critical care fellows, pulmonary critical care fellows. I have surgery, anesthesia, uh, and internal medicine residents. I have CRNAs. I have uh, nurse practitioners, uh, PAs. So it's a beautiful team. Uh, incredible, incredible to hear the number of different subspecialties coming together for the same cause of fighting this virus. Unbelievable. The team effort is amazing. So go on. Um, no, it, and, and it's just to have this type of team essentially support, give, give us not only the manpower to treat patients, but also a good emotional support. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that is just being, uh, despite of how horrible this 
uh, last two three weeks have been. It's been um, very a very friendly and supportive work environment. It's what we do, doctors, right? And when we're called on duty, we just don't think about anything, just move and forge ahead. And it's not just the doctors, it really is you're telling us, the nurses, the nurse practitioners, the PAs, uh, the, all of the staff, including the, 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 the maintenance uh, group that are giving food and, of course, importantly, cleaning the rooms. Absolutely, and I think that they have a very big role, you know. I think that they make sure that the healthcare uh, workers, the doctors and nurses are safe, but making sure that everything is disinfected and clean. Um, so I also kudos to them because they are doing a phenomenal job as well. So tell me, how is the personal protection uh, equipment there? I know that uh, there've been Mansana has been in the forefront of working very, very hard to protect each and every one of the employees and the staff taking care of the patients. How have you felt in the in that intensive care unit where it really is a huge, huge numbers of patients, and so many times going in and out? Tell us a little bit about that experience and your personal protection. I have no complaints about the equipment that the hospital has provided us. Um, I think that is uh, we have been very supportive during supported by the institution, by the leaders of my hospital during this time. I think that um, we are getting the appropriate uh, PPE as the CDC recommended. We have, um, I so far, and this is just my personal opinion, I haven't run into a situation that I don't have an N95 mask. Um, if for whatever reason I have to change because my mask gets soiled or sweaty, or sweaty um, there's always uh, um, a good number of, of these masks. For, for me, so I have no complaints about it. And I think that my staff um, also feels very protective, what I can see. Well, that's wonderful. So tell me about the emotional toll. Um, I know that they're in the intensive care unit. You know, these patients are almost all intubated and we're hearing uh, terrible news about intubated patients. One is that they're extremely sick uh, it takes a huge toll. They are intubated for a long period of time, and the rate of extubation is low, and the rate of survival is low. So that has to take a toll. Tell us what your experience has been in that particular unit. Yeah, you're right. Um, patients who get intubated are with uh, severe ARVF, um, requiring uh, a good amount of days of mechanical support, of ventilatory support. Not only that, but they sometimes uh, require deep sedation uh, uh, because of the oxygenation problems. They also require paralytics and sometimes uh, proning ventilation. So that, that itself speaks of how severe the respiratory failure in these patients can be. Um, as you, you're right, uh, there's a good number of, of patients that unfortunately die. Uh, 
but also for the last two weeks, I think that there's been a good number of patients that get extubated and transferred to the floors. So I think focusing on our wins uh, help us to continue uh, with optimism, you know. Uh, yeah, right, it, it is correct, patients die, uh, but um, as we have also a good number of, 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 of patients that can recover, and that's, that's very uplifting. So tell me how you're handling uh, the emotional toll. Uh, you're, very, you're a very positive thinker, and uh, uh, it seems to me like you, are, uh, you have a great support from your team and feeling really great to watch all of the love uh, from all of the staff, but I am sure that uh, the stress level is high. How are you handling it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a challenge. Me personally, I describe myself as very cheerful and joyful. Um, so I really, really try to take care of my personal life. Um, when I'm off duty, I don't even watch the news <laughs> because I don't think that that'll help me at all. Um, so I'd rather to talk with my friends. Unfortunately, I cannot be with them because of the social distance, distancing. Uh, but I am doing frequent, frequent video calls. Um, I'm also trying to go for runs in the park. Or, and also, I consider myself as very spiritual. I'm very Catholic. So prayer plays a big role in my mental health. Um, and that what keeps me going and just essentially just trying to be optimistic and hopeful that this eventually is going to get over soon. So those are all really great tips. Um, you know, exercise, friends, positive thinking, prayer, and knowing that we will get this, uh, we will get over this. Uh, these are great, great advice. And the spirituality, I think, is also really important you take breaks during the day or do you go straight 12 straight hours? Sometimes it's hard. I remember last Friday was just so busy at work. I started around 7 a.m. and I was doing, um, I was part of the rap response team in the hospital, which is essentially a dedicated team that responds to critical care issues in the non-ICU areas. Um, so as you can imagine, it, we had a lot of consults for respiratory failure and patients required mechanical, requiring mechanical ventilation. Uh, and those calls were, were very frequent. I didn't have time to to have a, a, a break until almost close to 5 p.m. and I left the hospital very late. Uh, but just, just trying to get at least five to 10 minutes to drink water and just doing a personal timeout and calm down yourself um, with the, um, control your emotions and the stress related to, to what's going on at work is extremely important. So those 10 minutes that I could have in between patients or calls are extremely important. 
Well, amazing. Uh, you know, listening to you makes me feel uh, so proud that I know you as a person and as a friend and as a colleague. But importantly, the message you're giving to all of the healthcare providers that and, and the world that uh, we're in this together, we'll get over this, but that there are really, really um, uh, incredible people out there in the, in the front lines taking care of our patients. I want to thank you. You're a hero. You're one of the healthcare heroes that we talk about all the time. I'm proud to, to have had this discussion with you. I look forward to a, uh, a, an, a Spanish version of this uh, on, our, uh, on our podcast uh, for our Latino community as well. Thank you, Dr. Martillo, uh, for your incredible um, insight and all of your uh, sharing of all of your experiences that you're having during this incredible time. Thank you. No, thank you for the invite, and I really hope that we have different type of conversations in the near future. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? You're giving a lot of hope to many, many people, so thank you for this. No, thank you. This is Roxana Moran signing off Rox Heart Radio. Thank you for listening. <laughs>